0: There we oh, go. There we go. Oh, what's going on? Uh, tonight we are on. Um, I, nah, this is a joke. I don't know. If this is a joke. I thought Periscope was dead in the water, but it's still alive.
1: Periscope is how you live stream through Twitter,
0: Rob. I know. I know. We in the we in the. Welcome to the Gamma Shack. I go by the I'm Robert Harris Jr. AKA Bobby B. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. At RoboHairsJr. Jr. Follow my man G-M Myers G underscore Myers 33. Can't forget about the number. It will be retired in the Valley of Texas one day.
1: Man, that w- actually we might be one step closer to making that happen. <laughs> I'll tell you off the air. I can't say on the air why. But we might we might today we might have moved one step closer to making that happen.
0: Dead, dead. I like that. I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. Uh, this is The Gambler Shack, or us youngins, young handicappers in the game. Uh, we try to put our foot, our imprint in the game. We give you great picks. My man Gabe had an undefeated lock of the week streak. Uh, my homeboy Diego woke me up out my sleep. And you guys know, Shackers, I wake up like around 2 o'clock in the morning, crack <laughs> of dawn. And he said, it hit, it locked, it locked, it hit. I like what he talking about then. Gay come right behind us. Oh, my man. A man with the pig. So that's what we're here for. You know, for us, you know, we we really if you go back to our very first episode, we told you how to gamble. We told you some things to look out for. We'll probably bring that back for summertime. I've been getting a lot of questions from my peers or whatnot. I'm pretty sure you too, gay. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think summertime will move into more like big picture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like once I think the finals. And Euro kind of ends at the same like so that same week mm-hmm. so I think once that's done, we might take a little sabbatical in there, but yeah it's a, yeah we'll get uh we we'll get into more some big picture type of thing and then football season ain't too far away. We got like wow. dude two months from now I think like right like nine weeks from now we'd be getting some college football games so
0: mm-hmm. not too far not too far away. Yeah, you know I get excited about that college fools ball. I'm I'm the type of better to be betting on the most obscure game. Yeah, that's the
1: thing you bet on freaking like
0: Appalachian State against Troy. <laughs> hey, I didn't want some big money with Troy University. I didn't want Troy
1: is a good eight against the spread team historically. Yeah. They are good against spread team historically.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh we'll we'll get to that in August. Tonight, uh, you know, we focusing on the NBA playoffs. Um, we might got a couple UFC bets in there. And also, uh, you know me, I keep swinging for the fences, you know, I got to on the baseball. And I got a I got a I got a take
1: on my UFC bet. The got one of the one of the guys I'm betting. I got a I got a take on him on this show as well. <laughs> I wish you could do championship futures in UFC. True. Let's just say I wish I could do like I wish I could do a championship future
0: mm-hmm.
1: on this particular fighter. I
0: wish,
1: awesome. I wish I wish I wish that was a thing. Yeah. yeah I wish that was but you really can't do that because you gotta kinda put a time frame on it.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: it's tough because like will the fight get made for that person to go. In, into a title fight within the time frame if he wants an interim championship what do get there but this
0: is just I'm,
1: I'm putting it out there for the bookmakers the many bookmakers that listen to the show um let me start looking into that a little bit see if we can make that happen you could take more of people's money that way
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get oh that game let's get to the show um let me see. Hey, everyone
1: in this country looks out for the little guy. Who looks out for the big corporation? I'm just – you.
0: You're on your own on that one. Um, <laughs> let's uh, move on. Uh, last week I was 2-1. and one. My man Gabe went 1-2. And, and the hey, three but, three.
1: hey, but I did I, – here's what I did, though. I hedged here because I had so many futures on the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> so I went Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess, yeah. I get the, I get the angle. I really get the angle, but I don't know why. Um, well, are
1: you. Well, I know why, is, but yeah, these are so freaking weird. Yeah,
0: that these are so weird. Yeah, they are. Um,
1: oh, no, we also got to update. Uh, disagreement yeah. tracker. You got it last week because Terrence Mann scored thirty nine points. There's a lot of things I consider before betting on a game. Mm-hmm. Terrence Mann scoring 39 was not one of the things I considered before that. clip. You know, we go into halftime. I almost turned the game off. I was feeling really good. Like, no, let's just watch, you know, let's see, watch second half play out. Freaking Terrence Mann. Splash, 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 splash.
0: Missed, he he I didn't miss a shot. <laughs> no, nah, he, he couldn't miss a shot. I think I think he only missed six shots. For the whole game, so uh, I
1: mean, thirty-nine points by Terrence Mann of all freaking people. Because I, I felt so sharp on my play, I was like, "This is gonna be emotional letdown." You get, you come together when your best player comes out. That's out the window now. Utah's getting they get Conley back a little bit healthier. First half, all of that was true. Everything was true in the first half. I'm like, that, I knew that was sharp, and then uh-huh. freaking Terrence Mann comes out the second half. And- Terrace Mann turns into Clay Thompson and just doesn't miss a
0: shot. Yeah, he yeah, he didn't miss a shot at all. I think um,
1: the Clippers shot 71% in the
0: second half. Yeah. 71%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they ain't miss a shot, man. I think they they knew their season was on the line. They knew what was in stake. Uh they knew that like, yo, this Utah team is good. If we don't get it together we we have to win this we desperately have to win this and uh they pulled it off and um now credit they do
1: credit to them i ain't going to take anything away from them a little salty i ain't going to take anything away from them so
0: <laughs> shout out, out. Yeah. shout out to the
1: clips uh but they're down 02 to my sons who i have a pretty hefty. we'll get into my future bets here in a minute cuz they're looking pretty good right now We got a few that are looking pretty good right now, so we'll get into it, but Rob, we're starting with another disagreement today.
0: Oh, yeah, we are. We're
1: we're start so as the 2-1 to you on the disagreement tracker so far, as the leader in the disagreement tracker, it's the uh, Game 3 Clippers and Suns tonight, so, uh, well, I think the people, if you're watching live, can see where I stand on this.
0: Uh, so, Rob, as the uh, leader in the clubhouse, we'll let you uh, take center stage first. All right. So tonight, uh, excuse me, on June 24th, on a Thursday night, I am going with the uh, Clippers, plus one and a half at home. First game in the Staples Center in the semifinals, uh, Western Conference Finals. Um Clippers got to win this one, man. I think this has to boil down to let's go, let's talk about the critics and let's talk about, you know, the people that, you know, say things are rigged or whatnot. I think this is going extended time because if the Clippers lose tonight, it's going to look bad. It's going to be a gentleman sweep or it's going to be a sweep. And if you're the Clippers, disappointing season because Ty Lue have made some adjustments uh, in this. In this series, game two, we can say that the Clippers had a chance to win that game. Oh, absolutely! Paul George missed those free throws. What a pass by Jay Crowder to DeAndre Aiden, Yeah, uh, for for that lob! Uh, I mean, people say it was goaltending. I don't. No, I looked at no, it over and no, over. over. So
1: on the so the rule is on if you're passing from out of bounds because you can't shoot from out of bounds. Like you can't score a basket from out of bounds. So if you're passing from out of bounds, the goaltending rule doesn't apply. So yeah. even though the ball was right above the rim, mm-hmm. because Crowder can't shoot from where he was, that what Ayton did was legal.
0: Ah, yeah. So that,
1: that's the rule. So and now if that had been like in live action and Crowder mm-hmm. like even if he was intending to pass it but it was right there, that would have been a uh, that would have been a goaltending Mm-hmm. but because he was passing it from out of bounds, the goaltending rule doesn't apply.
0: Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. Dale Gate. Uh, so plus one and a half for the Clippers tonight being at home. I think the key part of this game is of course, you know, Paul George, but like who is going to be that second guy to really step up is honestly, it's been Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson has been playing his butt off. He's been playing like the Detroit Pistons max player that he was <laughs> over there. So like, you need guys like that to step up every night. Now the starting lineup worries me a little bit. If you put Patrick Beverly in there and you put Zubac in there, it's going to be rough to get some points out of those two. It, to 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 keep up with that Phoenix team that can really shoot. Now CP3 is coming back tonight. That's going to be tough, man. Like that. Like CP3 is the the controller. He's he's the he's the guy. Setting the, setting the tone for the team. I think, you know, Clippers going to have to um, – I ain't going to say Pat Bell going to have to headbutt somebody again, but he going to have to do some headbutting because uh, it's, it's going to be a rough day for him to keep up with CP3. Then, uh, you know, you got to keep your eyes out for Booker. But I think at home, Clippers regain composure due to Tyrone Lou adjustments, due to Reggie Jackson stepping up, look for Marcus Morris Sr. to step up and hit some shots from the outside. Uh, so, this, this is going to be an interesting series. If if Clippers win tonight, of course, this is a, it's a new series to me.
1: Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm on the other side of this, uh-huh. obviously, with my retro Steve Nash jersey. Uh, I like Phoenix minus one and a half here. I said mm-hmm. before game two, I was telling people, this is a must win for the Clippers, game two was, because Chris Paul's going to be back in game three. Mm-hmm. and if you're down 2-0 with Chris Paul coming, if you're down 2-0 or you're down 0-2 and two games without Chris Paul and he comes back, you're done in the yeah. series. You tie it up at one, well, maybe you can go steal one at home, and maybe the Clips still can go steal one at home. But if yeah. it's of one, maybe you steal one at home. It's mm-hmm. two-two going into game five, and it's the best of three series. Who knows what can happen from there? True. But now you're down 0-2. You can maybe steal one at home, but I think that whether the – uh, clips win tonight or not it's a sweep or a gentleman's sweep in my opinion uh it's this series ain't going past five games chris paul coming back phoenix is going to be rejuvenated they've won i believe it's nine straight uh or is it eight straight
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh no nine straight they've won nine straight uh they've won nine straight playoff games there's a reason for that uh, i think colin coward actually gave a really good analogy this week he compared the phoenix suns to the 2013 seattle seahawks the year they won the Super Bowl when they crushed Denver yeah. in the Super Bowl, they just had all these young dudes who were, you know, peaking at the right time, yeah. and then they had a couple veterans. They had, you know, Russell was young, but he was the, you know, he was like the leader, you know, you know, being the quarterback of the team, being a great, the great leader that he is, and that's kind of the role that Chris Paul was playing. Is that like Chris Paul is obviously older, but. This Phoenix team, they're just so well put together. And, again, oh, yeah. you mentioned it with the Clippers. I mean, now they got to go guard. Reggie Jackson have to go guard uh, Chris Paul. Yeah. You can't go put Patrick Beverly in a lineup for him, so you're going to take out one of the big wings. Zubach is – I mean, Zubach is fine. He's a big body. You have to have him in there to defend against DeAndre Ayton because oh, he's finishing everything around the rim. But he doesn't really give you anything offensively. The Clippers, yeah. I don't know if they have the answer. You know, against the Jazz, Ty Lue pushed all the right buttons and they had the answers to the test against Utah. This Phoenix puzzle is a little bit harder to solve. Um, I don't think the Clippers, without Kawhi at least, they don't have the pieces to the puzzle to – they don't have the pieces of the puzzle to answer to the test to solve this Phoenix team. I think this is I, – I think this is going to be a sweep right here. I like Phoenix tonight, minus one and a half. Chris Paul coming back. He's going he's gonna to play really well. He's, he's raring to go. He's – you know, he he senses, you know, his first finals appearance. It's right there. It's two wins away. He's gonna get it done. They're gonna play really well tonight. They've won nine in a row. Make it ten. Phoenix minus one and a half. I think the Clippers are just done at this point. Just without without Kawhi, they put together. They, they, I mean, the lose game two in that way. They had to win game two in order to win yeah. the that. series. That's a that's a gut punch. And they had, I mean, they had help from the officials too. Let's call it what it is. They had a little bit of help down there at the end, right there. And uh, yeah, so it's um that's tough I like the I like Phoenix
0: tonight okay disagreement tracker disagreement tracker uh second second game for myself um I'm gonna go against Friday night's game I'm gonna say Atlanta Milwaukee under 226 first game uh wait 231 118 113 uh no 116 113 so we hit 221. Still hit the over. (laughs) Still hit the over for the first game. I think both teams were just trying to fill each other out. But Atlanta, man, they just kept battling and battling, battling, battling. And eventually, that third quarter was very huge. Fourth quarter was pretty much dead even. But hey, Trey Ice Cold, Trey Shimmy Young, whatever you want to call him, that young man is the truth. 48 points. I mean, The team is just good. I I think I I was listening to a good friend Dave uh, doing Wager Talk uh, TV. Uh, My guy Ski said, Brooke Lopez may be out the rotation if they don't get anybody who could come out front and guard these young guys who can shoot. But I still think, like, Brooke can still hang with Clint Capella, can he? Like, I don't think he'll be out the rotation completely, right? It well, so
1: I didn't you know, I was busy covering stuff there, so I didn't I didn't get to watch the game. But I know what Milwaukee does in their pick and roll defense when Brooks no. on the floor and it's that drop coverage. No. And when you're going up against Trey Young, who he can go downhill and hit the floater on you, he can just pull up the three on you. It's hard to defend the to defend the pick and roll with Trey Young with drop coverage. Yeah. Um so I that I don't know. I don't know if I say Brooks necessarily going to be out of the rotation. Mm-hmm. But I did see in the box score Bob, Bobby Portis got some oh, minutes yesterday. He really didn't play after the first couple of games of that Brooklyn series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bobby Portis, an athletic big who can move, uh, can give you a different look in that pick and roll coverage. Getting a little technical there um you you can maybe hedge or trap or just do something throw a tray you gotta throw different looks at him get him out of his rhythm Mm -hmm. so i think brooks lopez you'll probably see some Giannis at the five as well which i think i've thought for two years that's what milwaukee should be doing even with and brooks solid but you play Giannis at the five you get i mean drew middleton uh pat Connaughton and pj tucker out there and you got Giannis at the five the defensive Mm -hmm. versatility you get with that lineup against the hawks team and they got you know Collins and Clint Capella, but those dudes are like straight inside guys and aren't really spacing the floor. And with, with Giannis and Tucker and Middleton and even Pat Connaughton, you got guys who can go and battle uh, underneath against the big fellas. And mm-hmm. really we got to worry about just offensive rebound in there. Cause I mean, they're not throwing it inside nah. to those guys unless it's a lob. So mm-hmm. that's the, uh, that I think that's the adjustment you'll see. You'll see some more Giannis at the five potentially, and Bobby is continuing to play minutes just because he's a better athlete than Brooke Lopez, so you can yeah, do yeah. more with him defensively.
0: Yeah, so I see this being an under game because both teams felt each other out and, and both teams, you know, got a got a sense of what, what both teams can do. It's going to be part of defense. I think that, like you said, they might move Giannis to the five, try to get Trey Young out of his rhythm. For Atlanta's sake, I mean, Giannis can get – Oh. Clint Capella is a good rim protector. I, I mean, you know, I'm not going to, you know. But
1: Giannis, is a, when he's
0: attacking the rim,
1: his strength, his height, his length, it's a different – it's yeah. a little bit different ballgame.
0: Yeah, so I think, you know, Atlanta going to make some adjustments. I mean, just a little bit of adjustments. I know Nate, McNe- Mc, Mc, look, Nate McMillan is a great coach, great defensive mind coach. So I'm pretty sure he's going to make some more adjustments because if you could steal two out of Milwaukee – and then you go back to the State Farm Arena in Atlanta, and you know that crowd rocking hard, led by Quavo of the Migos. But, um, you know, so if you're Atlanta, you go 2-0, that'd be nice. But I think this game will be a closer game. Look for like 105 to 101. Um, Yeah. Uh, well, let me look at my parlay. Okay. Uh, how about 109 <laughs> to 101? uh Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee wins game two, but I, I think it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a little closer in the scoring margin. So I think it'll hit under.
1: Yeah, Milwaukee, I mean nothing just ever easy for them. I could go both ways on this. I can make the argument for you and the argument against you in this situation. So I'll start with for you here. The for you argument would be like as far as the under goes, Trey Young is not going to drop 48 points nah, nah, nah. That's not gonna happen. So that you know you're taking points off the board right there. John Collins had a great game. And he actually played really well this postseason. Do I what do you have like 26 yesterday? Do I think he's having 26 yeah. in tomorrow? Probably not. Um and I and I like you. I think I like Milwaukee. Or I do like Milwaukee um in game two as well. Um but Here's the so here's Trey Young, John Collins aren't gonna play as well. And if you that Atlanta Philly series, it started off really high scoring mm-hmm. and then it got progressively lower scoring. Now mm-hmm. that kind of happened that started happening, you know, game four. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it might be a little early for that to start happening. It would be the argument for you. Argument against you would be the Bucks shot like five of 30 from the three-point line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Drew, I mean, Drew and Giannis played well from what I saw. But Middleton did not. Yeah. Uh, so, you, uh, what you Middleton gets uptick in points. And none of the role players really played well for Milwaukee. Yeah. The Connaughtons, the P.J. Tuckers, Brooke Lopez. Bobby Portis actually played well coming off the bench. That's why I think you'll get to see some more minutes from him. He, being the athletic big that he is and still with the physicality, I think he's a good matchup against Atlanta. Um, but outside of Portis, none of the role players really played well. So, you think Milwaukee's going uh, to get an uptick in production, from those guys, so that's my argument against you. I can go either way on this one. Uh, so I said I can make the argument for or against you right there. Um, so yeah, I can't really. It, uh, that's that's a coin flip for me. Um, so I, there's a over under bet I like as well. I like Phoenix and the Clippers tonight. I like over 221 and a half. Um With even with Chris Paul coming back, who's going to control the pace a little bit more? The Clippers, they are, they've been has been really good at making adjustments the Clippers will figure something out figure out. I think I believe in Ty Lu offensively to make some yeah. adjustment just to get some more shooters free. I think there's a chance that instead of playing more Zubach minutes, even though Zubac, if you look at, if you look at the numbers has not been ineffective in his minutes on the floor. He's actually been, he's actually been fairly effective when uh-huh. he's on the floor. Like even like not necessarily with this, not necessarily in a box score, but the team has been effective when he's on the floor matching up with Aiden. But I think the Clippers know the way they're going to win. They got to outshoot these guys. I mean, I don't think you can beat the, the Suns team in a slower game. So they're going to try to speed speed this pace up here. Also, Chris Paul is now come, Chris Paul coming into the game. Obviously, going to be running with the starters. Now you move Cameron Payne, who's been starting back to the bench as a, in that six man role, a kind of mm-hmm. irrational confidence guy, a la Patty Mills with the Spurs. That type of role he's been playing with the Suns. So. That I think I'll lead to more scoring with the second unit because the second unit's kind of been lacking the first couple of games of the series, they, I think it's Etwan Moore who's been going in there running the second running the point guard with second unit versus when Chris Paul's there, Payne comes off the bench. But the way they divvy up the minutes, Chris Paul actually does a lot with a second unit, making him pretty efficient offensively. So I think mm. he's going to be better offensively. And I trust – I mean, with Chris Paul, they should be. And I trust Ty Lu to make some kind of adjustment just to get better looks at the basket, just to get just to get better shots today. So I like the over 221 and a half here. Nice. Okay. And, also, and also, it was a lower scoring game. I think it was 102-101 the final, something in that range, or 103-102, something like that. Uh, on Tuesday, but remember Devin Booker shot like five of nineteen or something like that. He had a, probably his worst shooting game of the postseason. I expect to bounce back from him. And yeah, he yeah, had a yeah. Fall so he didn't have to carry as much of the offensive load. He didn't yeah. have to get the playmaking load as well. He can just go be a scorer, which is what he's great at. Yeah, yeah, he's. I,
0: what did steven A. say? He was the greatest of the. Uh, Steve Davis sounds so crazy. Steve said the
1: other day he's freaking Kobe Bryant. It's like, can we stop? Can we stop with this nonsense? Like, man, a week ago, he called Donovan Mitchell. He said he's better than Carl Malone and John Stockton, two of the top probably 20 players in NBA history. Mm-hmm. And then he said he's D-Wade 2.0. If you're saying someone's 2.0, that means you're saying he's better. Dwayne Wade's the top 15 player in league history. He's the third best shooting guard of all time. Fourth at worst. Mm. Donovan Mitchell's I and I like Donovan Mitchell. I like Devin Booker. Devin Booker ain't Kobe. Nah. Donovan Mitchell ain't D Wade. Nah. We can call these guys great without calling them uh, one of the twenty greatest players in league history. We yeah. can say Devin Booker is great without saying he's Kobe Bryant. We can say Donovan Mitchell is great without saying he's Dwayne Wade. What sure. is I? Here's my theory on this for 15 years now. Every sports show has been saying, Oh, well, Jordan or LeBron, Jordan did this. Well, LeBron's doing this, and they don't got a second pitch. So it's just, Oh, well, we're talking about the young guys now. Oh, well, Booker shoots mid range shots and posts up, so we'll call him Kobe. And Donovan Mitchell is a smaller two guard who's really explosive, so he's D Wade, like. Give no. me a freaking break. D yeah. Wade's a part owner of the jazz now, so they're
0: cool. Yeah, hey, just just <laughs> let the young man be who they are. Donovan Mitchell is Donovan Mitchell. Yeah.
1: Devin Booker yeah. is Devin Booker. Let's just yeah. see how their careers play out. They're both like
0: 24 years old. Let's see how their careers play out. They got a lot of they got a little bit of time to play. Yeah. Um, no kidding. <laughs> I like the over. I like the over. 221. It just, like I said, I think it's out of the way. What scares
1: me is Phoenix is good defensively. That's what scares me about – that's the one thing that scares me about this big. And Chris Paul coming back does help them defensively. He's a better defender than Cameron Payne and just his IQ. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. Chris Paul has the best IQ. i seen a prop bet, uh, according to Bovada.com, they had Chris Paul prop points um, 17 and a half. And I was like, what are we seeing? I don't well,
1: know. first game coming back might be a little out of rhythm. That would be that would be the that would be the thing. Why it could be a little bit low. He could be a little out of rhythm that first game back. Might not you know mid range the touch might not be there.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe I think that's high. high. Honestly, I think that's high, too high. Oh, um, you think? It's, oh, you're saying it's too high? Yeah, it's too high for a guy coming off of the healthy safety protocol of COVID. You know, and you gotta catch a wind back. You know, you know. I ain't trying to go too medical, What most people say who, who've had COVID, is is they still have trouble breathing a little bit. No. And-
1: Paul's been vaccinated though. of course. Oh. So like, if you've been vaccinated, apparently it's just like if you ha- if you've had a cold or something, cold. Like yeah, yeah, symptoms, yeah, yeah. which is, like you know, you have a cold. Once you're over it, you're. You're over yeah. it, you know. Yeah,
0: but seven, I don't know, 17 and a half is a little bit too high for me because you know, the rhythm but he was scoring and- a lot before he went out. That's yeah, that's well,
1: and if And if the Clippers are gonna play zoo box and they're doing that drop pick and roll coverage that uh, yeah. Milwaukee was doing as well, I mean, Chris Paul is gonna go pull up for those 18 footers,
0: yeah, yeah, and zoo because has
1: yeah. been killing them, so they're not gonna go and be too aggressive on Chris Paul. Knowing that if you are he's just you know DeAndre Ayton's gonna be there, want bridges or Crowder or Booker, you know so it, I mean that's this son seems very well constructed because they they present any kind of problem, anything you put in front of them they usually have a solution for,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, shout out to James Jones um
1: uh, James Jones was, Monty
0: Williams man they're do, man. they're doing a heck of a job running that organization. Yeah, so I like I like the over. I think what scares me is just the Clippers starting lineup. Like, who they come out there with at first. Are they going to go high-octane offense, or are they going to be uh, defensive? Here's a name to
1: watch tonight. I'll say Luke Kennard. That's my role player to watch tonight. Yeah. Watch, watch out for Luke because they, they need some punch. I think that's the – that's the, they're going to need some punch. They, they're going to yeah. need some scoring punch. So, may, I'm not saying he's going to start necessarily. I think their starting lineup is pretty – if they do take Zubach out, they'll put uh, they'll put Batum back in there um, just because of his defensive versatility. Watch out for Luke Kennard Maybe get some extended minutes today, just trying to see if they can get him off the ground shooting. Because he's a guy who can – you know, he can get hot. He can put the ball on the floor a little bit, got a little in-between game. He can do some things for you offensively.
0: Okay. Uh, let's go to the Diamond real quick. Um, <laughs> Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, one and a half run line versus Chicago Cubs. Look, the Los Angeles Dodgers, as much as I hate them, they are the best team in the National League. In the National League, not over MLB. We all. The San know, Francisco Giants got something to say about that, right? That 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 West is strong. With Giants, Dodgers. yeah, no, the National
1: League, the East and the Central are pretty. They're pretty crappy, but you got the Padres, the Dodgers, and out of nowhere, the freaking Giants.
0: Yeah, um, but the Dodgers just got swept by the Padres, uh, so I'm pretty sure they're looking for revenge uh, against the struggling offensively Chicago Cubs. They can't hit. They can't even hit a wiffle ball right now. So. Are you ever what? try to do a
1: wiffle ball, Rob? It can be pretty hard sometimes. You got the holes in there, things just moving around. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to, all
0: my, <laughs> sorry to all my wiffle ball players, but uh, the Chicago I'm very guys, passionate
1: about wiffle ball, Rob. <laughs> uh,
0: the LA Dodgers, uh, Walker Bueller is starting tonight, uh, excuse me, June 24th, it's starting tonight, uh. Great, great guy, great pitch, great guy. Like I know him, great pitch, <laughs> great pitcher in the rotation. Uh, Dodgers. Like I said, they hate. I hate the team, but they do have one of the strongest uh starting pitching rotations. Uh, probably one of the best lineups. They got Cody Bellinger back. They got Matt Muncy back. You know, Mookie leading at the top. Justin Turner, aka I got COVID, but I'm still coming out to celebrate with my team after the World Series. Uh, I, I think they're going to mollywop the Chicago Cubs in LA on June 24th, Thursday night. Uh, man, look, man, if you want to bet on first five innings, that's the new, that's the great thing. That's the new hot thing in baseball now. Yeah, you don't want to bet in them bullpens. <laughs> yeah, they bullpen been shaky. But if you want to go first five, uh, be my guest. If you want to go the whole game, I think they're going to mollywop the Chicago Cubs team. The Chicago Cubs are struggling offensively. Um, Man, I, I just remember the you know the 2016 Cubs, the, like they were very untouchable. But now, some of those same bats, you know, you still got Rizzo, you still got Chris Bryant, still got Javier Baez, but I don't think they'll have enough for this Dodgers team because they're frustrated. You got swept by your rival, your your new rival in the San Diego Padres, and, and that stadium was rocking. Like that stadium was really really rocking at Petco Park, which is a park I would love to go visit. Um, they were really, uh, they were really into the game. It was a great ride for it, but uh, the Dodgers are looking for revenge.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just don't bet regular season baseball. So, but Walker Buehler on the mound. I know the Cubs are struggling, and the Dodgers. They need, I mean, one, they need to win to get back in the division race. The Giants, you know, not that they're like pulling away, pulling away. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you can't get too far behind them, and you don't want to be stuck in third place nah. in that division either um you know you want to be you know because you, two teams in that division are going to the uh are going to the wild card where it's a yeah. winner go home so that's yeah. just i mean that's just going to be tough so you're you're the dodgers you need to stay as close to the top as you can right there for a late season run um so yeah sharp play um i'm looking back to the playoffs atlanta milwaukee we it seems like we both like Milwaukee to win tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Milwaukee in the series. I actually think they're kind of a tough matchup for Atlanta. Trey Young dropped forty eight. Tip your hat to him. Uh, you got to figure out a way to defend him. Uh, but one thing I saw, Drew Holiday got really on track. Um, he got really on track yesterday as well. He mm-hmm. you know he's going to be able to go and bully Atlanta's guards. Trey oh, yeah. Young even heard it. Those guys he's going to be able to go and bully those guys. They ain't, you know they ain't going to be able to really hang with him. I think Drew's gonna have a bounce back series. Middleton's really played well this postseason. He had a bad game yesterday. I think he'll get it back going. Uh but tomorrow night, I like Atlanta plus seven and a half. This is a big number here. Atlanta's been playing really well. This is a team that's really, really confident right now. And while I don't think they're going to win, I do believe they'll keep it close. This is a team that's really confident. We saw in the Philly series, and Philly's not Milwaukee, but we saw in the Philly series, even if they get down big, they're still, you know. They're comfortable in that spot. I've seen Atlanta win multiple, you know, higher scoring games, seen them win defensive battles, seen them win coming from behind, uh, having, you know, just having to close it late, seen Atlanta win multiple different ways. So, seven and a half is a big number there. I like it. I like Milwaukee to win in game two, but I like Atlanta on the number
0: there at seven and a half. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, recap of the picks, uh, Gabe, uh, all NBA playoffs. Uh, Phoenix LA Clippers over 221.5, and a half. Uh ATL. ATL shouting. Plus 7.5 versus Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, Phoenix Suns minus 1.5 versus the LA Clippers in game three. Uh, my picks, uh LA Clippers plus 1.5 versus Phoenix Suns. Uh, ATL and Milwaukee under uh, 226. And uh, third pick, let's go to the Diamond L.A. Dodgers minus one and a half run line versus the Chicago Cubs. Clink, clink. Let's lock it down, Abe. Uh, Who you got for the lock of the week?
1: So yeah, I'm going UFC here. Cyril Ga Alexander Volkov, third and fifth ranked heavyweights in the world. The main event of the fight night this weekend. Um, both for if you like, you know, if you're not into the ground game, if you're not into guys wrestling and jujitsu and all that, this is a fight for you. These are two really heavyweights, big guys, gone in there at 6'4", about 250, Volkov, 6'7", 260, some big guys. and they're te- These are technical kickboxers here. Hmm. These are guys who are going to stay on the feet. Cyril Gon might go and clinch a little bit with Volkov. Volkov you know, Volkov's got a clinch game, so I don't know if Gon will engage in that too much, but they're going to stand and bang. Mm-hmm. These are two strikers right here. They're gonna stand. They're gonna stand and bang with each other. And they're very technical strikers. This isn't Francis Ngannou, the champ, or Derek Lewis, the Black Beast out of Houston. This ain't those guys who just. Not that they don't have that one punch knockout power, but yeah, these no. are guys that are just searching for the one shot. They're wanting to pick you apart. You watch Cyril Gon's last fight. What well, he did to Jarzinho Rosenstrike, who was a world champion kickboxer before going to the UFC, just completely picked that boy apart. Just completely decimated him, Alexander Volkov. What he's done in his career to Walt Harris and a couple fights to to Junior Dos Santos. More, uh, more recently, um, what he's done. What he's done to guys. It's gonna. It's. It's. They're gonna try to pick you apart. These aren't one punch knockout guys. I like over four and a half rounds here. I like Cyril Gond the one to fight as well. That's minus one sixty five over four and a half. Is minus one twenty five. So I like Cyril Gond by decision going over four and a half rounds here. And here's my take. I said I had a UFC take. Here's my take on Cyril Ghosn. This guy's a future heavyweight champion. He's only had eight fights in the UFC. He's only had eight fights, not in the UFC, in the MMA total. He's only mm-hmm. had eight professional Miss Martial Arts fights. And he's a third-ranked contender in the world at heavyweight. This dude is a technician as a kickboxer, does a great job managing distance. And unlike Volkov, and Volkov's a great striker as well, and he was someone who a lot of people felt when he was kind of on his way up in the UFC, similar to how I feel about Gon, where it's that guy, the future champion and maybe Volkov will get the belt one day, but Cyril Gon actually can wrestle. He can get yeah. you in clinch. He can actually wrestle. He has a submit. He has submission victories in his short mixed martial arts career. He can actually tie you up and submit you. He can take you down and wrestle with you. And he's probably the best technical striker in 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 the heavyweight division. Um, so I think Cyril Gone, this is the guy. Um, he's a future and he's young, you know. He's only had eight MM pro MMA fights, so he's only going to get better. You see him take these massive leaps with every time yeah. he fights. This is a future champion. This is a this is a future UFC champion right here. So this is uh yeah, that's my take. I think Cyril gone if we to do a future on Cyril Gunn, I would do it. This is a future champ right here in the heavyweight division.
0: All right. So, so over,
1: over four and a half rounds is a pick. Like over four and a half rounds here, him and Volkov, they're gonna go tit for tat with each other. Okay, they're
0: gonna stand and bang. And this will be Saturday. I keep my eyes on
1: this. You know, I'm. I look you. So this card actually starts a little bit earlier, so you might actually be able to have your get your eyes on this fight.
0: Yeah, right, cool. That's that's all I need to hear. Uh, <laughs> for my lock of the week, um, I'm gonna go uh, like this. The, the lines are so tricky for the Phoenix and Clippers game. So the full game Clippers are, I mean, yeah, full game Clippers are one and a half, right? They're underdogs. But they're dogs. They're dogs. But for the first half, they're favorites, which is weird. But um, I'm going the opposite way. I think Phoenix starts off to a high start. Get your leader back in CP3. You get the you get the captain of the team uh you know to slow some things down i think phoenix will beat up on the clippers in the first half then the second half will be another story uh but i think phoenix get the best of the clippers it just depends on the starting lineup for the clippers if if, if it's defensive um phoenix got shooters man if it's if this if it's defensive Phoenix can create – well, Booker really can create his own shot. And, and CP3 could, you know, penetrate and find the open guy at any will, any time. And like you said, the the backdrop coverage – the backdrop, covered, the backdrop, covered, Lord, the backdrop uh, defensive play from Zubac, like, if he – he can't step out there with CP3. If CP3 gets a mid-range shot, he's taken. If Booker creates his own shot, he's taking it. Yeah. <laughs> I know who's got the green light. <laughs> who else got the green light? Bridges could have the green light. Even Jay Crowder can, but it's just I think Phoenix, like you said, they're well constructed, they're well put together, they're focused. They're fo- and that's the key part. They're very, very focused. Any team that swept um, I mean beat the negative. Okay, they swept the negative, but like um it, you know. A big victory like that against an MVP and 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 Joker, like you know, you you get a little bit off focus, but you got a great coach in Monty Williams to get those guys right back on track. We're not done yet. Let's get to the NBA Finals, and I think this Phoenix team is very serious, very well put together, and not all offense, but they are defense as well. So, plus one and a half Phoenix Suns, I like them in the first half.
1: Yeah, and I so one thing I like about. Because you like – so it's weird because you like the Clippers for the game, but you like the Suns in the first half. Um, but one thing I will say on that, Accord defending you there, is Ty Lu might go and start with Zubach. Doesn't mean he's going to play him the whole game. He yeah. might get him in there for six, seven minutes to start the game just to keep DeAndre Ayton from killing them at the beginning of the game True. and not let them get those early touches and then go to smaller lineups later on. So just because Tyloo does some he's he's shown in these playoffs, he's very quick to adjust and he's not afraid to do, do a lineup change, some kind of adjustment really at any time. So just like just because if Zubash starts, which I believe he will start,
0: mm-hmm.
1: doesn't mean he's gonna be playing 28 minutes tonight. He True. might come in, play the first eight minutes, only play 12 minutes on the game. And Ty Lu's willing to do that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Most likely.
1: so that, right. uh, so that's one thing I'll kind of give in your favor there. Cause I think Z- CP three could go and take advantage of Zubotch, but if they, they, they do some smaller lineups and some of the pick and roll things that Phoenix likes to do that. It won't be as easy to
0: exploit the Clipper defense. Exactly. Well, let's look at my crystal ball real quick for the future's bets. Um, yeah, Gabe, I give you your flowers. Uh, you said Bucks, um You said they would. Like you said, you hedged it, and you did. You said they would get past the Brooklyn Nets. You were correct. You said the Phoenix Suns would get past the L.A. Lakers, and eventually, whoever come out that series, very looks great to come to represent the West and um, great odds, by the way. And I would like to publicly apologize to you because the Houston Astros plus twenty five hundred to win the World Series. Um, At the start of the baseball season, you were you were so excited. You reminded me of a good friend of mine, Cody Stutes, when Zach Granke got traded to the Astros a couple years ago, and he lost his mind in the studio. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> how you lost your mind when you seen the Houston Astros was plus twenty five hundred, and you, Rob, forget the num no- look um, look at the odds. But gambling is about the numbers. Look at the number, and I was like. They should be higher than 2,500. Okay, but look at the number. But um, I just like to publicly apologize to you because, hey, I misread the imprint. Now, currently, the Houston Astros are plus 800 to win the series. So a 1,700 push up to the top.
1: Yeah, it's so again, it wasn't that necessarily. Went through my MLB prediction and said like, "Oh, yeah, the actually are going to win the World Series." But I did think they were one of the five or six best teams in baseball. True. But they had like the twelfth best odds. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and people and you know the Yankees of course are really high because they're the Yankees uh-huh. and the Dodgers being the defending champs, adding Trevor Bauer, you know everyone kind of freaked out. This is a super team. Well, it turns out they don't have a bullpen. Their lineup's not as good as they were, they can't put Spider Tech on their hands. Their Trevor Bauer ain't as good of a pitcher as he was. Neither is uh-huh. Clayton Kershaw. Um, gosh, I hate cheaters as an Astros fan. Um, wink, wink. Um, but, it, but no, I just saw the number there. It's like this is one of the best teams. Of, I mean, did I? am I the only one that remembers that they were in game seven of the ALCS last year?
0: Nah, I remember. Am I the
1: only person that remembers that? <laughs> like, am I the only one that remembers that? So, it's like this is a really good team. Now, do they have flaws? Yes, But I was talking to people about this this week. Every team in Major League Baseball, there's a lot of good teams. There's no great teams in Major League Baseball right now. Nobody's great. There's no team without a fatal flaw here in Major League Baseball. So the Astros have a fatal flaw, yes. It's everybody in the bullpen not named Ryan Presley is a fatal flaw. True. (laughs) Everyone in the bullpen not wearing number 55 is a fatal flaw. True. Um, But every team has a fatal flaw, and the Astros Mm -hmm. are killing it as a lineup right now. Oh, yeah. They are absolutely killing, and this is a really, really good team. So that was my reasoning there for like plus 24. That's just too big of a number. And I said this number's gonna come down to about the thousand range here midpoint in the season. It's down to plus eight hundred now. Yeah. Now, do I think it you know they've won 10 in a row right now, Mm so they're they're kind of exploding. Are they gonna stay this? Are they gonna win 19 out of 23 the rest of the way? No. You know, they'll get cold again at some point, they'll get hot again. That's the way baseball goes. Yeah. the 2500 was just freaking ridiculous. Everyone just wanted to they didn't want to admit that the Astros were a good team after the sign stealing scandal. So I saw value there and I took it. Um so we'll see what happens as far as winning the World Series. We'll see uh we'll see what happens there. Plus 2500, that would be amazing if that hits. Had the Bucks plus 165 to win the series, also having plus 330 to win the East. Still feel good about that one the Bucks are a little bit like the Clippers. They're just not going to make anything easy. They're just, it's always just going to be hard. Any accomplishment they have, they're going to have to take – instead of taking the straight path, they're going to have to go freaking zigzag, go backwards, whatever. I do think they ultimately – they just have more good players and these ball-dominant guards in the playoffs. Look at James Harden in his career.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: not, I'm not talking about this year necessarily because he had the hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. His Houston career would always wear down the further the playoffs went on. Oh, yeah. Trey Young – a much smaller guy, a much yeah. younger guy, uh, hasn't played this deep before. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he's going to start slowing down, especially with the physicality and size that Milwaukee brings with their roster. I believe eventually Trey Young is just going to start slowing down, just start missing some shots, and that's going to be that. Like the Bucks, plus 330 to win the East – love the suns plus 850 to win the east that was a numbers play because i like the winner of that phoenix lakers series to come out the west and i was like mm-hmm. well the suns are plus 165 to win the series and plus 850 to win the west i'll just take the plus 850 right there we'll true we'll go from there and that's looking uh i should have bet them to win a title back then because they were like in a 2000 range to win the title at that time uh boy that would look good right now um so yeah i like you know that one's looking really good. Don't forget about Belgium plus 650 to win the Euros. That's in play. They won three out of three in the group stage. Now, what's happening in the Euros? Same thing that happened in the World Cup three years ago. The top half of that bracket, you got uh you got Portugal up there playing Belgium in the first round. You got France up there, I think Germany's up there as well. You got all these teams freaking up there, at the top half of the bracket, and the bottom half of the bracket is freaking, it's like a cakewalk. True. You know, in the World Cup, that's how we ended up with getting Croatia in the World Cup final. And Croatia was a solid team.
0: Mm-hmm. But they
1: weren't a top five team in the world, but they caught the right draw in the knockout rounds. So, yeah, on one side of the bracket, on one side of the bracket, Rob, this is what you got. You got Belgium, the number one ranked team in the world in the FIFA rankings. Mm-hmm. Portugal and Cristiano. Oh, wait, this thing freaking took away my bracket here. <laughs> Let me go here. I'm pulling it back up. Pulling up another – pulling up another little site here. But you got Belgium and Portugal. That's a round of 16 matchup. That's like a semifinal level matchup right there. Mm-hmm. That's a semifinal level matchup. But you got Belgium and Portugal. You have Croatia and Spain on that side. Croatia, the uh, World Cup finalists in 2018 on that mm-hmm. side. Of the- Spain, one of the top ten teams in the world on that side of the bracket. Um. What or um? Welsh oh, you got uh. Where's France? France? France on that the defending world champions. France on that side of the bracket. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the that top half of the bracket. That's a brutal. I mean, that's a br- that's a brutal bracket right there. My internet's just freaking jacking me up right now. Hey,
0: you good? You good? Back? You back now?
1: Okay. I'm back. So I'm back. Okay. Yeah, my internet's yeah. being freaking weird right now. My stream here on. This end is all jacked up. But, yeah, but just with France on that side, Belgium, who I think are the two best teams in the world right now, mm-hmm. you've got Spain and Croatia on that side, Portugal on that side. That's five of the top, like, 12, 13 teams in the world on the True. same side of the bracket right there. And so yeah. we're looking at a potential semifinal of France and Belgium, which if that happens, that would be the real Euro final right there. Mm-hmm we get that matchup. And that's actually the same thing that happened in the world cup, France and Belgium met in the semifinals and the quarterfinals, Belgium had to play Brazil before getting there. I mean, that's the same thing in the world cup. So it's, it's a, it's a very unbalanced bracket here at Euro 2020. Also Italy is on that side of the bracket, Italy, who's uh, hasn't lost in their, in their last 30 games in international Mm -hmm. competition, also on that side of the bracket. So that's six of the top 13 teams in the world right there, all on that side of the bracket. So, that top half of the bracket, I know I I don't imagine there's as many of y'all, many of y'all shackers out there that are as passionate about as me about international soccer. But mm-hmm. that top half of the bracket, we're going to see some quality games.
0: Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed the Euro. Uh, got a chance to catch a couple of games. And uh, I caught Belgium in Finland. Um, every time I looked up, Belgium was, like, ready to score a goal. I was like, goodness gracious does Finland have anything going on? Like they, they couldn't stop Belgium, but uh, it's, it's been nice watching the Euros, man. So I've enjoyed every minute. Um, I know we're not in football season, but, uh, we still think Deshaun will play in 2021. Um, Oh, you do? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't honestly, but this is for the show game is for the show. Um, uh, Gabe says the Panthers, I say the Broncos, and we'll put it into to that. Uh, so that is the future's bets. I, I don't think Deshaun plays for anybody in 2021. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think the best thing for Deshaun Watson to do is let sit this one out. I know how bad he wants to play. He's been training, been training. I still think he gets traded this season, but he doesn't play. Teams still want him. Yeah,
1: it's but his va- if I'm the Texans, I wouldn't trade him right now. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm values sure. in the tank.
0: Yeah, cause, cause, cause you
1: you just don't know, you just don't know like you that, don't know. There, There's just so much unknown. It, it's so much he unknown. gets exonerated, just cleared of everything. Then all of a sudden, he's like the best trade asset that's ever hit the market. Yeah,
0: of course. You know, you'll get the really
1: you it. you should get the biggest haul in league history for him. Should mm-hmm. should just this all get cleared. But if you trade them right now, I mean, you talk about pennies on the dollar, man. You might get a penny on the dollar <laughs> if you trade yeah, them right yeah. now. So. Yeah,
0: so I mean, the best thing for you to do is wait maybe next year, next May, April. I mean, for the Texans, for Deshaun, if you go to a team, they only got to give up, like,
1: one first-round pick to get you. It's like, <laughs> all right, let's go. I'm going with a loaded roster.
0: Yeah. But, it, uh, yeah. So
1: it's, but Houston, they're not – I mean, again, it's not like Jack Easterby's running a high – High level operation there, so <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, we'll, we'll see. Take a, yeah, they're finished. They're slated according to Bovada with the worst record, plus one fifty. Um, oh, I already pulled all the money out of your bank account. I was saying I will <laughs> do that again and go back that. I have. We will get to the prop show. I have a special prop that I really love, and I've I've told everybody to lock it in. Um, I will reveal that because that is, uh, it's a major okay. luck. <laughs> okay. All right.
1: Well, now we go to the parlays. Now we're going to swing for the
0: fans. Swing to the parlays, uh, real quickly, uh, for me, um, I haven't hit a parlay. I haven't hit a parlay yet. I hope to hit one. LA Clippers plus one and a half, uh, Milwaukee, uh, for Friday night, minus seven and a half, Atlanta and Milwaukee under 226. Philly and la Clippers wow we are disagreeing tonight under 220 and the la Dodgers money line minus 260 uh due to the high prices and the high volume of that uh pays out just 1824 eighteen hundred twenty four dollars yeah so
1: my parlay little bit of repetition here as well I got Cyril Gon volkov over four and a half rounds. Uh, that's minus 125. Cyril Gonda win the fight minus 165. So I need him by decision there. Uh, Euro round of 16. I like Denmark minus 120 to beat Wales. Now if they go to a penalty shootout, then that even if Denmark wins the shootout, that doesn't hit. Um, but I like Denmark minus 120 there. Wales outside of Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey pretty overmatched there. Denmark playing with a lot of emotion following the Christian Eriksen. Uh, collapsing in that first game. But they've been – I mean, outside of one game against Belgium, they've actually been playing pretty well. Uh-huh. I think Belgium's the – you know, I think they're going to win the thing, so I'm not going to hold that too heavily against them. Belgium against Portugal, plus 145. i get got Belgium, who I think is the best team in the world right now. i get them plus money. I know, you know, it's similar with, like, LeBron, where it's like it's Cristiano Ronaldo. So the, him and Lionel Messi, it's like, oh, if they're playing, like, the odds, just, you know – They just go up in favor of them. I'm taking advantage of that here. Ronaldo's great. Not going to, you know, not going to deny that he's an outstanding player. Um, Belgium's a better team here, though. And Mm -hmm. we saw saw that when when, uh, Portugal went up against – they went up there against Germany. um, And it was – I mean, they got handed to them by Germany on the attack. I mean, they got dominated by that midfield the Germans have out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Now you go to Belgium, they got Kevin De Bruyne, who is the best midfielder in the world right now. Maybe, you know, Messi, Ronaldo is still the top two. De Bruyne might be number three. If you go best players in the world right now, he is outstanding. Like Mm -hmm. Belgium, plus 145. I actually think Belgium's going to really dominate the flow of that game. I think people are going to be a little surprised um, about that one. Also, Cristiano Ronaldo goes up in the round of 16 a lot uh euro 2008 went out in the round of 16 world cup 2010 went out in the round of 16 euro 2012 went out in the round of 16 uh world cup 2018 went out in the round of 16 so you he go, he's going out in that round of 16 quite a bit um so sticking with it there like belgium plus 145 to be portugal and then milwaukee atlanta over 226 um I'm going over. I'm going over. I could go. I could flip a coin here, but Middleton's going to shoot the ball a little bit better. I think guys mm-hmm. like PJ Tucker, uh, Pat Connaughton, they're going to get some open looks in this one. And while I don't think Trey Young is going to drop 48 points, um, he w- you know he's liable to still get 30, get some lobs of Capella in there. Kevin Herter, you know Bojan Bogdanovic, splash in some threes. I think we'll get the over 226 right there. I like the Hawks to keep this game close. So I, th- I, th- I like the Hawks keep this game close. And the Hawks, it's been later in the series when, they scores, when the game's gotten lower scoring. We're still in game two here. So I still think the uh, the defensive adjustments won't fully really take place yet. Teams are still kind of figuring each other out, leading to higher scoring games. Uh, so G- Cyril gone, Alexander Volkov over four and a half rounds. Cyril gone to win the fight. Denmark to beat Wales. Belgium to beat Portugal. And Atlanta, Milwaukee, over 226 pays out 2379. Feel good about this one. I feel good about this one. Yeah that's how that always goes with a
0: parlay. You feel good about it. This is the one <laughs> this is this is the this one. one the six the
1: sixteen <laughs> leg underdog parlays.
0: <laughs> Man that's what well excuse your brought back bad bad beginner horrible gambling days for me anyway (laughs) anyway that is the gambling shack of this uh tonight's episode been called uh peace up a time down because atlanta is uh they weren't supposed to be here they were not supposed to be in the eastern conference finals people thought they they were better than new york knicks they were not supposed to be philly but they took care of business because ben simmons was afraid to shoot. He was afraid, afraid to, to be, shoot the ball. <laughs> afraid to shoot the ball and afraid to be aggressive. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Uh, my name is Robert Harris Jr., a.k.a. Bobby Beats. You can follow me on Twitter at Robo Harris Jr. That's my main man. That's my guy. That's my dog, Gabe Myers, at G underscore Myers, 33. Uh, you follow us? Uh, we don't have the Gambling Shack Twitter page just so yet. I'm, am uh, <clears throat> the marketing team is working on it. The, uh, the research department—they're gonna work on it. We oh, gonna get man. that. We gonna get that going this summer. Uh, very excited after the NBA playoffs. Like Gabe said, we're gonna probably take a little break, but we're gonna do one more show called the Prop Show.
1: Well, we're gonna do two. We'll do a college, college. Not, we'll, do, we'll do a college and NFL ones, but we might. Take our sabbatical. I think we'll take our sabbatical before doing those shows. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so we'll do those prop shows, kind of like a
0: preseason type of deal. Gotcha. 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 I'm looking forward to it. This man, it's so many locks I've seen on that prop. I'm like, oh yeah, this this is it. But anyway, uh, you could get where, well, anywhere you get your podcast from. Uh, you can find the Gambling Shack with Beats and Gabe. Just type that in. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Google Play Podcast, all that, wherever you get it. Uh, so tune in and um, always remember, people, happy betting. Happy
1: betting, everybody. Good luck,
0: people. Good luck.